Let us pray. God of light and life, open our eyes as well as our ears so that we may not only hear your word preached today, but then see your word lived out in our lives and in your world through Christ our Lord, the light of the world. Amen. Our first scripture lesson comes from the Old Testament, Jeremiah chapter 33, verses 14 through 16. Listen to the word of the Lord. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will dwell securely. And this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading comes from the first book of Thessalonians, chapter 3, verses 9 through 13. For what is thanksgiving? Can, for what thanksgiving can we return to God for you, for all the joy that we feel for your sake before our God, as we pray most earnestly, day and night, that we may see, your, see you face to face and supply what is lacking in your faith? Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all, as we do for you, so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all of his saints. This is the word of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way to you. Paul prays first um, that he and the church might see one another again soon. Paul issues a blessing to the people during this um, section of 1 Thessalonians that we read this morning. He prays that he will see them again, just as we do each week. At the end of the service each week, I say a charge, go forth and do this amazing thing now that you've heard God's word, and then I sing the same blessing. And I love this blessing because it shares the hope that I have for you. As you go out into your weeks, may the peace of our Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. It acknowledges that things get hairy sometimes, that the world is still broken, but that Christ is with us when we go out into that world and that we can have his peace. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. And it expresses the alive, anticipatory hope that Jesus is up to something incredible and has great adventures prepared for each of us. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. And it reminds us how important it is to gather together to share our stories of God's work in the world. May he bring you home rejoicing once again 
into our doors. Our whole epistle passage this morning is a bit of a benediction in ways. It's a transition that Paul is helping this new church move through from being a brand new little church into a full-blown Christian community. And this little church is not handling that transition very well as we arrive at this portion of scripture. It seems that they had misunderstood Paul when he told them Jesus was coming back. They thought it meant Jesus was coming back like really, really soon, tomorrow, soon, in their lifetimes at least. And when members of the community started dying, they began to lose hope. When they started losing their hope, they got stuck. Because it is hope that moves a Christian community forward. That's why we start off the church year with Advent, a season of hope. Faith, hope, and love are often put together as the main points of Christianity. And that is because in faith, we are given hope. And hope spurs us forward into love and mature faith as individuals and as a church community. It is the love of the community for one another and the world around them that Paul says is a sign of their mature faith, something he prays very earnestly for them to find. And he reminds them that those who have died in this waiting time that they find themselves stuck in are not gone forever. They will be reunited one day. It can be hard to figure out how to fully embrace the in-between time that Advent offers to Christians. We're still a month away from the secular new year when we get to spend weeks trying to write the correct year on every single check that we write. And the world outside these walls seems to want to charge us straight on through this season to get to Christmas morning and the presents and the cookies. My friend Terry and I have been running buddies and workout accountability partners for years, and I love her. But Terry is notorious for coming up with long-run routes that manage to go straight through parades. If there is a parade within 10 miles of downtown on a given Saturday, we will crash it together. We have been mocked and chased by drunk college kids on St. Patrick's Day, nearly run over by large horses and floats we didn't expect, and we have seen just about every high school marching band in the county performing downtown. A few years ago, right around this time of year, we were wet and whiny and miserable about four miles into our Saturday morning run when we heard the music and realized that once again, we were only about a block away from a parade route. We had just been complaining together about all of the Christmas decorations that were up already and how we'd barely had time to let Thanksgiving settle. And there we were, crashing the parade that signals the beginning of the Christmas celebrations for many people. Santa was there and everything. And you know what? It was exactly what we needed in that sour, miserable, whiny moment. We ran toward the sound, and we cheered like little kids. We took selfies in front of the bands and with a therapy dog that was marching in the parade. Terry even ran out into the parade to hug Iceberg, the penguin's mascot, and we looked like complete idiots. It was so much fun. (laughs) 
We got there just at the front of the parade, and because of the weather, there wasn't much of a crowd. So we were able to run from the front of the parade to the back of the parade, turn around, and run back to the front of the parade again. So we got to see it twice, forward and in reverse. On a morning that we were going to be happy if we made it through four or five miserable, soggy miles, we logged over nine miles because of the excitement of the parade and the running back and forth. We needed that distraction in that moment. But more than that, we needed the contagious hope and joy of all the people that were out there celebrating. There were people that actually took their kids out in that disgusting cold rain just to kick off the anticipation of Christmas. People who were probably thinking my friend and I were just as nuts for being out there running thought that, um, as we thought they were for being out there in that weather for a parade. But it gave us something to look forward to, getting back to the front of the parade again. Advent is kind of like that parade. It is the time in which we get to get swept up in the excitement and the preparation for Christmas. Not because Christmas is about the cookies or the gifts or the meals, but because those things are part of the contagious joy and celebration of this in-between time as we await the celebration of Jesus' birth, as we await his second coming. Advent is a time of waiting, but it's a different kind of waiting than the quiet, mournful waiting that comes with Lent. It's an active waiting. It's when we get to run along the parade route like wacky little kids hugging the mascots. The secular New Year is a bit of a letdown for most people, which is why I advocate celebrating the Christian New Year, the church New Year in December when we begin Advent. The secular New Year comes when all of a sudden the holidays are over and we are stuck in January in Pittsburgh. The first January I lived in Pittsburgh was the second longest month of my life. The first longest month of my life was my first February in Pittsburgh. But the Christian New Year that we celebrate today, how fun is that? We get a new year that other people ignore. We get to begin our year with hope and celebration and anticipation. We don't have to worry about the holidays being over. We get to look forward to their excitement as we begin our year. Wouldn't it be great if we were so excited about the hope that Advent gives us that we went around telling everyone Happy New Year today? What if we did our New Year's resolutions today instead of a month from now? We enter into a new church year together today with excitement and anticipation. So let's not forget to embrace this season leading up to Christmas as more than just the season leading up to Christmas or as the Christmas season but as a holy time in and of itself. Stop slogging along hopelessly to knock out a few miles because your training plan says that's what is up next and run up and down the parade route like a little kid. As we sing the songs of Advent over the next few weeks, O come, O come, Emmanuel, O come, thou long-expected Jesus, Lift up your heads, ye mighty gates. Remember that they are not just the not-quite-Christmas songs that we have to sing before Christmas comes, but they are our opportunity to get wound up like little kids and sing, Oh my gosh, you guys, Christmas is coming. Jesus is coming. 
This should be the most robust and hopeful of all the seasons in church. When we run up and down the parade route together on Sunday morning, we can't help but remember the excitement of it all week long and take that worship into everything that we do. It's not about buying the right gifts or baking the right cookies, although I will not turn down cookies that any of you have to offer, just for the record. It's about the worship that bubbles over to become the joy of giving, of breaking bread or pie together, of decorating our homes to remind us of the celebration. Because, oh my gosh, you guys, Jesus is coming. Amen.